common hysteria nation to a haunting episode of Hysteria 51. I would have gone with perfect episode since the bots are visiting GoForth for the week. <laughs> That's probably more appropriate, but I went with haunting because that is exactly what we're talking about this week, or at least someone who knows a hell of a lot about hauntings firsthand. One Mr. Anik Agroff. That's right, and we're coming to you from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a ghostly tether, to, a, a ghostly Vincent Price tether, <laughs> to parts unknown Colorado. I'm David Flory, he's Brent Hand. Enough about us. Brent, what we got on the docket this week? Death Walker! <laughs> Dead man on. walking. Dead man walking. <laughs> Uh, that's what we got on FilmRise, if you nasty. That's the, the company uh, putting this out. Recently launched a new paranormal investigation series, Death Walker with Nick Groff. We're on season three. They're working on season four. It's a great show. You can watch it for free. How often do you say that on these things, you know? In capitalist America, never. <laughs> they're, they're, they're rolling out their, their whole one through three seasons on Film Rise, it's a free movie and TV app. You can get it on your phones and on your smart TVs and your, your doodads and whatchamacallits and whatever you kids have got in your pockets these days. <laughs> <laughs> but like for once, no logins, passwords, credit cards, none of that crap. What a nice wow. change. Yeah. Plus, fans of it, or you know, let's be honest, because it's the internet, hate-filled monsters <laughs> can follow along with weekly episodic drops beginning with season one on the Film Rise True Crime YouTube channel. That's where I watched a couple of these. Yeah, yeah, same same here. So it, that's all well and good, but what the hell is it? Well, have hmm. no fear. We have a description ready. David, if you will, let them have it. In the series, host Nick Groff theorizes and investigates on the origins of some of America's most notorious hauntings. Nick dives into the history books and powers up state-of-the-art ghost hunting equipment to redefine our understanding of the paranormal. You can tag along with Nick on his adventures to penitentiaries, asylums, high schools, gallows, ba uh, old beauty salons, uh, playgrounds that are ha probably have a lot of lead paint, and all manners of spooky locales throughout the U.S. in search of ghosts. Whether or not the viewer believes in the supernatural, the series appeals to fans of true crime across the board i think that's an important distinction because i think a lot of people watch these shows because they want to believe they believe it yeah and that's great and i think a lot of people watch these shows because they don't believe it and they're like liar hack and uh <laughs> i would be interested to see what the the breakdown is but those people are probably just as big a rabid fans as the other way around interestingly maybe enough. yeah i don't know i <laughs> I, I don't, I myself personally don't watch these much, so I don't know. You're too busy watching your, or making your own ASMR videos, right? Is what you're using. Exactly. Doing. <laughs> <That time. laughs> oh, I'm going to spit paint you. <laughs> I, I mean, what else am I going to do with this prosthetic ear mic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now, ear eating with David Flora. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, Hopefully, we've been talking about this, hopefully you guys are familiar with Nick, but if you're not, no worries. Nick is a highly recognizable face in the paranormal television, so if you're not familiar with his name, I bet you'd recognize him if uh, paranormal shows are up your alley or you've ever watched any of them. He was probably on it. He was on one with um, Christina Weedman. She, he, uh, yeah, he and her did uh, 
a series together. She was, I didn't talk to her, uh, but I saw her. <laughs> she was at the uh, Milwaukee Paracon. Oh, um, nice. The second year of that, I think. Uh, she was one of the big high headliners. I didn't so, talk to her. I just stared at her. Didn't talk. Just, yeah, lurked. Um, <laughs> I didn't say he knew me. I said he touched me on the head. Anyway. I mean, what else was I going to do when I was stuck in her closet? You know? <laughs> anyway. Jesus, that went dark. Um, <laughs> uh, it, Paranormal Lockdown. Co-investigator, executive producer, editor, and cameraman on Ghost Adventures. Seasons 1 through 11. Whoa. Both of which, those are available on Discovery Plus, and he's been on a lot of stuff, and then, uh, more importantly right now, a Death Walker. Death Walker. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, Nick's going to join us and talk all things spooky on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff? of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Nation, welcome back in. And more importantly, Nick, welcome to the show. How goes? How are you? Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you very much for, uh, you know, sticking it out in the 
uh, schlumming it with us uh, people this week. <laughs> it's better than being outside in the cold. That's yeah, right. Sure. I'll take it. I guess so. But yeah. So, you know, we're having you on here before I, I've, it's weird. Cause I seen, I've been watching you for years and years on television, you know, like you're, uh, you hunt my dreams or something. <laughs> like every time I turn, <laughs> hey. That didn't come out weird. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. I, I, you're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> it, it is strange. It's a strange journey from, um, you know, from being a kid, not knowing I was going to take this path and kind of, I guess it's weird to call it a career in a sense, you know, yeah. where I'm continuing to do this, but I never expected it to be something, to be honest with you. We're searching the weird unknown. Ghosts are pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to make money off that. That's what I'm going <laughs> to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that came second. And that's the weird part, because I didn't think about that. You know, when I was eight years old, I had a near-death experience. I ripped open my uh, left side of my arm, Oof. almost died. My mom saved my life. I hit a cyclone fence, shredded my uh, my arm to the bone. After that, I just started having weird experiences, seeing a shadow figure in my house. Um and then as I went through life, uh, eventually, I, I was actually really big into UFOs, extraterrestrials, space and time. That's That was my upbringing. Yeah. Just being that weird kid looking out at stars and saying, what else is out there? And my godparents, um, my, my sister's godparents who lived in Nevada, they would talk about you know Art Bell, who I didn't know at the time. Mm. I was 13 years old. They introduced me to Art Bell. They introduced me to Area 51. They introduced me to like their his father helped build the bunkers at area 51 wow. so before he died he talked about that <laughs> so you know i was introduced to a lot of that weird kind of phenomenon and stuff like that then my grandmother would talk about ghosts and hauntings and so just a normal childhood know. completely normal <laughs> like, I, I was that weird kid in uh about 13 14 years old i was sitting in my room and i was unfolding remember maps like you could actually <laughs> unfold a map yeah. and say oh <laughs> I would. I was trying to search for Area 51 on the map, and my dad would walk in the room, and I'd go, "I'm going to Area 51 someday." And he would just turn around, and walk out of the room. You know, <laughs> I'm going to do it, Dad. Well, I swear. Uh, speaking of Area 51, and my lovely wife who uh, indulges me in the stupid things, when we were on our honeymoon, we were driving through Nevada, and she, I talked her into letting us go to the back gate, and uh, she humored me. So you know, at least I've been outside of there. I don't think it was her. Her. Uh, uh, ideal honeymoon, but it's part of mine. My ideal. Honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's not your destination. You were thinking Tropic that's Island. A, You're going. I to... guess that's a destination wedding. I could have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was you the got... for better or for worse part yeah. of the vows, right? Yeah. We kicked that in really quick into the. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you take her to where you're getting scoped from, like a cross line. Of, right? If you go yeah. across yeah. that line, they will take you hostage. It's crazy out there. I've been to the little town of Rachel is what you're talking about. Where yeah, the little auntie... alien and all that. Yeah. 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 And you get some beef jerky on the way at the yep. little beef jerky stand and stuff. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's such a strange place. But what's bizarre about Area 51 is they keep building onto it and mm -hmm. everything's underground. So you got Area 52, you got it into the mountains. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. And it's just a weird world right now that we're living in with the four, you know, the four things, unidentified aircrafts or whatever. Things we're, we're is right. What exactly. are we calling them now? Balloons, aircrafts? I don't know. They're yeah. shooting them down. It's just, it's been strange. I see an influx since 2020 of UFO phenomena happening recently. Now we're calling them what? UAPs? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, so to get weird, rid of the man. connotations, which are still there. But it, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it is a weird time. And now... Now we're so used to them, we see them and they're like, shoot it down. 
just shoot. You know? <laughs> I know what's happening. <laughs> like they have all the answers of life and stuff. Right. And they're like, nah. Uh, no. no. We need, we need, give we need power and gasoline and whatever. That's right. <laughs> Well, so, you know, you, you talk about your uh, having a near-death experience and maybe that, that brought you, like, uh, to be able to see these things or close to it. How did you go from being interested in goats like that? And, of course, you you were inundated, it sounds like, as a child, to being an investigator to then being on TV. What was the 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 lineage or how the did that work The progression, yeah. yeah. Honestly, the, the trampoline pivotal point in my life was when um, I, I saw – a show called sightings. Uh, it was 2004. It was October. I remember like yesterday and I was in my little apartment. I uh, just graduated college, UNLV. And, um, I had all this film like camera gear that I uh, got cause I was shooting wedding videos. I was trying to make money out of college. You know, I was overqualified for any job and <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. one would hire me. So I was shooting some wedding videos and I, um, I met a couple of guys, uh, while I was doing that. And I really still wanted to see if ghosts existed. So, you know, I was big into the UFOs, all that. I took a trip during my spring break in college up to, um, I went to all the town, all the haunted mining towns, Goldfield, Tonopah, Rachel, uh, you know, Area 51. The Clown Motel. The Clown Motel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't stay there, but I went uh, Virginia City, Nevada. And I just, I came back and I'm like, man, I saw the sightings uh, docu. It was like a special that they did on the Sally House and the guy getting Mm. scratched and everything. And I was like, okay, if that's really happening, the camera's not cutting away. I'm seeing it actually happen as it's occurring with these this news team. I'm like, I really want to see if this type of stuff exists, you know, because I was so I'm such a deep thinker, you know, about space, time, right. and all this stuff, and different ideas and thoughts and theories and whatever. And so I've I really got all to go these cameras. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and I, exactly. So what yeah. I figured out is I called these two other guys that I knew. Um, one snuck into my college class back then, Aaron, and then the other guy I met. He was a wedding DJ, Zach. Mm-hmm. And I basically said, you guys want to go look for ghosts. And that's how it all happened, honestly. <laughs> and then I learned one talks more than the other. And I knew how to hit the record button on the the camera. And it became a documentary. And all I did is I, I, I saw everything we were doing on the road. And I had all these mini DV tapes and a lot of our experiences that were legitimate, that were really cool. And I just molded a narrative behind it. And I just turned it into something that I didn't even think it would turn into a phenomenon. Basically, I I um, got it. Remember those Hollywood agency books like back in the 2000s where you would get them? You're yeah. like this little filmmaker guru and you're like, oh, I'm going to call an agent or whatever. <laughs> I just started calling everybody saying, you got to see this documentary. You got to see this real evidence we captured. We were all over the news. It was nothing back then. And I got this one guy convinced on the phone to show it to us. And it's like a out of a David Lynch movie and we went to Mulholland Drive in LA. <laughs> I drove my little crappy car, you know, right there with no money, showed it to him. He liked it. And he was an agent who represented somebody who distributed it through uh, sci-fi. So that's kind of it all ha- happened in a nutshell. In 2007, it got picked up, uh, aired on sci-fi, Ghost Ventures documentary. And then after I made that, I went on, turned it into, um, I guess we got a chance to turn it into a reality show on that. Basically mm-hmm. 2008 on, it's become that. And then from there, I just, it was cool because I could go to all these locations and I I had some really genuine experiences that were like mind blowing that like really transformed my mind into thinking differently, you know, because yeah. I was a young kid. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, running around in the dark, <laughs> come and get me ghosts or whatever, being <laughs> kind of dumb at times, being naive about things. And um, then I had this really profound experience at the Linda Vista Hospital 
where I turned around and I saw a woman standing two feet in front of my face wearing a hospital gown. That scared the crap out of me. Yeah. And I was so determined to figure out who this Jane Doe was at this hospital. So I went to the coroner's office in LA, which by the way is really morbid and decrepit. It's I remember talking to the coroner and he hit a button on the wall and the whole metal door opens up and there's like 500 dead bodies in front of wow. me. We walk through yeah. the corners and he's Jeez. talking about Jane Doe. And I think we pinpointed who this lady possibly could be from research of a hit and run and it was an organ donor that went bad. And that's why the hospital was shut down in the time, uh, 80s, 90s. And a nurse validated that they would see the same patient show up while they were doing surgeries in there, the same girl that I saw. And she would just disappear while doctors and stuff were working on patients. So I think that's the type of stuff that pushed me in the direction. And once I went through all these experiences and once my my brain evolved a little bit and I started understanding stuff a little bit more logical, because I'm very like, I believe, but there's also, you have to have this skepticism and like logical thinking at the same time. So think, you can't just, everything's paranormal, you know, it's kind of stupid. I, I think it too. And it's, it's an unfortunate fact of the world is, you can say it as much as you want, but unless I see it, you know, unfortunately, yeah. or that person sees it, then there's always that, that feeling of skepticism. But like you just said, all these people are seeing the same woman. All right? right. And so they all have the same, same story. Could some people be lying? Yes. But if tons of people are seeing, are they all lying? Probably not. So there's got to be something in there to it. And I love the fact that you're like, all right, let's figure out that. Let's, let's exactly. look into it. Well, that's what I always say. I, you know, I love listening to people that um, have experiences because at the end of the day, I can't take their experiences away from them, right? That's their experience. It's the same thing that happened to me. It's like, I know it happened. You don't, I do. Mm-hmm. But at, right. the, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, unless we have definitive proof, like documented right here in front of us, people are still going to judge it, you know, because it's film yeah. and anything can be done these days. It's crazy. So it's like, I think you have to be there to go through it, experience it, feel it, you know, just whatever, and try to rationalize what happened uh, in your brain. It's hard to come to a conclusion on stuff like that. But, you know, I've been to hundreds of locations, some of the most sinister, historically driven in in the world. And, you know, there's been a couple of times that I've been nervous and scared. Um, It's that negative energy that really gets under my skin and energy is a real thing you know we Mm. produce positive and negative energy and positive and negative people die and a lot of that energy lingers but i'm more fascinated in not just the energy but the consciousness that we collect in our brains like the information that we're storing here where does that consciousness go does that linger does that stay behind at locations with dramatic effects or tragedies that have occurred and um not until honestly when i was filming death walker the new series i'm doing now Mm. I documented one of the most compelling pieces of evidence I haven't seen in a long time. And the reason I say that is because it's shot in 4K and it's in low light capability. There's no infrared, there's no obstruction, there's two cameras filming at the same time in RAW, which if anyone knows anything about cinematography, we have low light where these cameras in RAW, you can see everything. You can see the details. One's on a tripod and then the other one is on a Ronin camera my cousin's holding. It's only two of us in there. Now, what's weird about this is this entity, uh, what I call an entity arm in hand, kind of comes behind me uh, in the background of me after this noise that we hear of a sound being thrown. And you can see it like reaching in and reaching out really fast. And it's clear as day. Wow. I actually took the footage, the raw footage, uh, not edited down, none of that like stuff for after the fact. I took and I sent the footage to uh, the Buffalo Film School 
to have a video professor analyze it. He's been doing it for like 30 something years. So he took the raw footage and he was like, he, his first thing he said to me is like, man, you got some balls on you. You sent me both the raw footage and I was looking, okay, how is he doing this? How is he fooling me? What did he use? What's the CGI? You know, all that stuff. He started looking into it and he determined that nothing was faked. Nothing was um, of elements of like uh, environment or mm. like, you know, hair falling from the lens or, or artifacting, yeah. anything like that. We went through everything for for a good two hours or so after he had it for a couple of days of analyzing it by himself. So um, he determined that it is something unnatural. What it is, we don't know. But then it opened up my mind to, okay, here I am again, back into my UFOlogy. Could it be an interdimensional being? Or mm. is it a spirit? Or is it an entity hand? We know that there was workers, there was hundreds of people that died at this location called the Western Block in Lockport, New York. Um, the owner and several dozens of people have seen an apparition walking around. Another guy who was an ex-cop uh, documented an apparition walk around. So I just documented something that was just, it was just so clean and clear on video. For the first time, I was like, wow, this isn't just like a shadow yeah. figure or a glimpse or like a speck in the background or us trying to like determine if something is something, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever you want to call an orb or something. We try to make something out of an orb, something stupid. So I think this is what really, um, I don't know, just was like, man, this is amazing. So we just went back there for Death Walker because we're shooting another episode for mm -hmm. season four. And we I brought engineers back. I brought like new camera equipment. Um, I even brought a medium. I, I went the distance because I really, truly want to know, is this an interdimensional being or is this some um, sort of like fragment of uh, time slip of somebody that was working there? Because the entity arm had three fingers on it. So you can actually see the heat signatures, and that's what the video analysis showed. He showed heat signatures on the elbow and the hand and the, and, and the fingers, I think it was. And that's what was really interesting. It was almost like um, either something that had a cloak capability or something that was observing the area. Or, or is it, I don't know, uh, a split in time where this worker lost his fingers, you know, is working no, there. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff like that. I don't know. It's very strange, but you can't just determine suddenly it's a ghost or suddenly yeah. it's Frank, the spirit who died here in 1800s or. I don't know. People do know. that all the time. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah, they decided. <laughs> TV, they do that. TV, they do that a lot. But I, I try to go the distance and be a little bit more factual with yeah. my information and putting out there. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And it's almost like one of those things where it happens and you've got this and you're like, well, shit now <laughs> now i gotta like do way more work like to yeah. my investigation you know but that's like the holy grail that's what you're after it, exactly really. yeah. yeah and that's what i'm seeing an influx of on a lot of paranormal shows these days it's just so oversaturated to the point where it's like okay we got this location move on it becomes almost yeah. like this this turnkey production is what i call it it's instead of actually like investigating the place yeah it's what, just... what happened what happened to the core elements of the passion then? Why people got into this? Not just for, I'm on TV for five minutes and, oh, we got this, cool, move on. You know, like when you grab something like that's that's amazing. You're opening up the can to so many different conversations of people with like minds that are actually interested or have had experiences or even the owners of the location. You know, when you go there and you do justice on a historical location, you want to present evidence, but not just say, here's what I captured. 
All right, great, thanks. I'm moving on. You want to mm -hmm. show something a little bit further, and that's why I felt it was compelling enough to take to a third party person to analyze this further and to show, okay, what else could it be? This guy doesn't care if it was paranormal or not. Like he was yeah. more interested in the the idea of is this real or is it not? And how is this possible? So that's what I find interesting. And then I brought in a UFOologist at the end. And he was talking about, he showed me a map of all the pinpoints of all the UFO accounts, which is huge in Western New York, actually. And I didn't even, I was actually shocked how many more that I have not seen. They've been, um, him and his father have been doing it for about uh, 35 something years. I'm probably forgetting that exact number, but it's been a long time and their account is huge on this stuff. So it just, it just goes back to the, um, you know, what are we actually communicating with and mm -hmm. what else is beyond just the scope of our dimension or our reality or other things that is happening. And that's why I really got interested in this. And I felt that was a good one to just go a little bit further. in. that's one of the things that I, I find very fascinating about this subject matter is that I'm fully aware of us not knowing what we don't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And so therefore it, it kind of irks me sometimes when people say, you know, I know how to test for these things. I know how to, what equipment to use for these things, blah, blah, blah. When it's like, it can't be reproduced half the time or yeah. a lot of times 80 to 90% of the time you can't reproduce stuff. So it's hard to say for sure what we're seeing or what we're not seeing. But then again, we still don't know exactly how to test for these things. We don't know what kind of equipment to, to use and what will pick up if there is something there that's not, you know, based completely in our understanding of physics or the laws of the universe or whatever. So it, it's, it's wild. And I don't think that is enough to say, don't ever look at this stuff. You should, you should, that should make you want to experiment more, you know, to find out what does work and what could tell us more about this stuff. If there's something going on. Exactly. And that's, that's life, right? We're all mm -hmm. supposed to be, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I don't think will ever truly have the full answers because mm -hmm. I think it's multiple amounts of answers. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, everyone thinks that, oh, you die and there's either this or there's that and it's in a box or it's black and white, right? And what I've learned through my career of doing this in talking to extremely smart, high Q, intelligent and researching Nikola Tesla and different engineers and, you know, scientists. And I've met all sorts of people, people that have died, come back to life. And I think multiple things happen. And, um, I don't think there is one right answer. And that's the weird part about being human is we're all equally born into this world, but we all have different journeys to take and we have different information that we collect and experience, but then we die. I mean, the fact is we're all dying every second we're talking right now, we're passing away in a sense, but there is the notion of time doesn't even exist. We create time as human beings because we have to go to bed. We have to wake up and go to work and whatnot. And we like to label things as such. So we can, you know, kind of go through life properly so we don't lose our minds and have some sort of anarchy. So I think at the end of the day, there's multiple things that happen because what we're using with the tools that we only have knowledge to use. And we could think of the coolest experiment to do, like you see on every other paranormal show. Like I'm using experiments on uh, Death Walker that I'm trying to push the barrier where we're doing different things, not just the same old pseudoscience. It's all pseudoscience, you know, because we don't actually have. Um, certain things that can actually document 
everything that we're talking about, like even the spectrum of light, like we're only seeing a glimpse of that spectrum yeah. of light. Animals are here and then it's like huge amount of spectrum we're missing. Um, so, and, and you talk about like what scientists are doing or what they're doing at area 51 or what compulsion mm. they're using. <laughs> they're way advanced right now that we don't even know about probably 50 years from what we don't even like can comprehend, you know, with drones yeah. and, What's and just beyond things. our, our uh, spectrum is a thing that like, what are we missing? That's right mm. over your shoulder, so to speak, you know, is kind mm. of a, uh, a scary thing to think about. And, and also it's something we can't grasp that is, you know, right on the, you know, on the tip of our understanding, but it's beyond us. Hard to, hard to imagine, but easy to imagine too, I guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, that's what makes this all fascinating. As, as long as we stay true to ourselves and we search for what we actually want to search for and have passion behind that, then there has to be a principle. And I'm just speaking for myself right now, because everyone's different in what they're thinking or what they want to do in life. But for me, it's like, I want to revolutionize the way we think in the paranormal field as far as like, is there something groundbreaking or is there something new that we can discover that makes us just have a conversation about it? Yeah. I, I, I don't have to have all the right answers, but it could be that entity hand and arm. And here we are talking about what is it? I don't know. Is it an inter interdimensional being or is it a spirit or is it something else? It's a slip in time, you mm -hmm. know, di different realities from 1800s and now coming together. But what I'm is important... Sure is we are talking about it because of what exactly. you're doing. That's that's the thing, you know, too many times, too many people have experiences or have things like this, you know, not even investigators, and then don't want to speak about it or let it go, or scientists don't want to look into things or people don't want to talk about it. And I think it's important, you know, for better or worse, however you want to look at it, that we're having these conversations. And this and is what you're doing with Deathwalker, right? Yeah, so Deathwalker now, I'm kind of, it's me and my cousin, uh, Justin, we go in, just the two of us, no camera crews, like big camera crews, like 40 people and all that stuff. We just go in, we document um, what we investigate. I'll sleep there for a couple days sometimes. Sometimes it's just me by myself, uh, lugging the camera around, documenting everything, and it's compiled down into an hour episode uh, that we released on FilmRise. So everyone in America can watch it right now for free. On FilmRise, uh, you can download the FilmRise app on your iPhone, Android, or whatever device you have. Um, if you have fast channels, you can pretty much get it on your TV. Um, also, it's on YouTube. It's on FilmRise's True Crime YouTube channel. And uh, also now it's on Roku channel. Nice. So it's uh, pretty nice. much free for everyone in America to watch. If you're in the United Kingdom, you can watch it on Discovery+. Plus. It's airing season three right now on every Friday out there in uh, United Kingdom. And we're opening it up to different countries. We're working on it. Um, it's it's just been a great journey. I love doing it this way. You know, it's away from all the red tape and stuff, going mm -hmm. through several different people to like cut it down or whatever. You know, like the old <laughs> TV projects where it's like, we need to bump out. We need it to be scarier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so now it is what it is. It's very raw. It's very, um, I think we do a great job with the historical data in the beginning. So we're presenting the beginning, the intro with uh, historical documentation of what the location factually is without stretching the story or anything like that. We do a really good job on that with our, all of our research. And then we dive into the interviews. And then from the interviews, we learn kind of what we're dealing with and what has happened from the owners, managers, and people. Then we go into our investigation. We present you with our evidence in real time as it's happening and then conclusion. And that's kind of how we move through it. And sometimes some episodes turn into a couple of days. Uh, some turn into more research, a couple of weeks, and then we come back to it and do the evidence of the analysis or whatever, if it, you know, if it comes to that. 
like taking it a little bit further. But yeah, we worked really hard on it for just a small little team um, putting this together. So I'm really proud of it. As and, well, you uh, should be. It's it's yeah. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's entertaining, and it's it's you know thought provoking too. Like you said, because you are doing a lot of of um, uh, you know, actual research. And David goes. And he said this too when we were talking. He goes, "It's shot really well, you know, just like oh, all this stuff." You Thanks. Know, it looks really <laughs> That's well. yeah. me and my cousin. We shot everything yeah. ourselves. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if everyone wants to see this, like I said, he he told you here we're going to have links in the show notes. Nick, thanks so much for for hopping on here and talking with us, and can't wait to keep watching you on television, you know, and keep it coming because uh, I think, like we said, what you're doing is really important, and we're happy to have you on here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate all the support. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back with more Hysteria 51. Ghosts, man. Ghosts. (laughs) Ghosts. <laughs> can't live with them and they can't pee standing up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ghosts. <laughs> Man, super easy to go and guys, super easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Very nice uh, with the conversation, very down to earth and was with us, you know, was, wasn't, that's a thing like super, super nice guy, super chill didn't talk at us talked to us talked to us and yeah listened and and the thing is you know with these shows i'm just i'm not into them personally and i think there's a lot of stuff that are said in a lot of these shows that i very much disagree with you in these shows you mean you're saying in the world of paranormal television it's it, yes and especially ghost hunting shows yeah. you know stuff like that and i um but but i i'm I'm not in it to fight with people. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this just, you know, in, in between here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to, uh, get in a fight with someone who's coming on here and, and trying to do good stuff, but might have one or two ideas that are f- for me off base. You know, one of the things that we didn't really get around to talking with him about was uh, stone tape theory, which we just did. Mm, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not big on that. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's, you know, they're taking time out of their their lives to, to come and talk to us as jabrones. And I don't want to fight with somebody. I don't want to be like, show us your, your science on this, you know. Show me your science. Whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's an assault. Um, that's assault, brother. <laughs> but that's, if if it were me with him on the show, I would then I would, you know, make it constructive, make it uh, a challenge, you know, say we got to show how the walls absorb the sound or why, why would something stay here? What do you mean by positive and negative energy when energy is just energy? <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I, there were, there are some things I would challenge to, or, or be constructive, like show us instead of just telling, well, and it's I really don't know how to do too. that. Like I'm excited to see, I, I want to see this footage and stuff, how he got something. And I also enjoy when people are like, I got this, I'd like to send this to someone to have it. And look, that's at. great. I would love to see that video too. Did, did you get the sense that he, that that was out yet? Or are they still working on that? I, I, that I, video? I, I, I'm not aware if that one's out and I guess I should have asked. I think that's it coming up in season four, uh, okay. which is, is, uh, they're working on now, but, um, hopefully I'll clarify that if, if I'm wrong, I'll try to put it in the show notes, but yeah, no, I love that. And that's, 
yeah, that's exactly the reason why these shows should happen is to capture something like that. Um, the only way having someone having a third party, you know, review it and everything with no vested interest and no bias, that's perfect. That's yeah. great. That's science. Um, with that, I was wanting to ask him, didn't get a chance to, I, I was wanting to ask if he had two angles of it, because to me, that makes it a lot more credible if you have two angles yeah. of the same thing, so you know? He, uh, he did. So they had the tripod and another one. Um, That's so what he was saying, but I wasn't clear if, if that was actually the case or not. It was so. on two so that they could look at it on, on both of them is the way I, I love it. that. Yeah. You know, that's that's awesome. That's almost more. <laughs> if it's on two, you're like, shit, something's there. You know what I mean? Something's there. there. And that's, yeah, and that's what we're looking for. And the the crazy thing is, when we're talking about ghosts and stuff, we are uh, presuming that these are like projections of something, right? They are not corporeal. They don't have a heat signature, you would think. So right. if it does, I liked that he himself brought up could this be like something cloaked or watching us yeah, or, you like, know, he's like, I'm not saying this is ghost cause I don't know what it was. And it goes into that whole science of what don't we understand in other dimensions. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I wanted to bring that up to spectrum. You know, the, <laughs> my dogs are always looking at something I can't see. And I'm just like, Nope, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, whatever that might just be. Just asbestos. Corner. That's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just go sniff that stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Look, it's snowing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, there's a whole world of stuff that we don't understand. And like he said, we'll probably never have all the answers. But uh, I like that people like him are out there at least uh, looking for it and, and asking the questions. And um, yeah, you know, if you guys are yourselves investigators of the woo woo weird paranormal, I'd love to hear you guys' stories. I like hearing stories of people that do this and go, have, oh, I got my, you know, my, my socks knocked off by this because I was just terrified or whatever. You know, he's talking about sleeping in these places for a couple of days. <laughs> right. You know, I wonder what their underwear budget is on a, a per season, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's factored into the budget, yeah. That's a line item. <laughs> probably probably by Manscaped. Um, I, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, man. He, so I watched a couple of these and he is very much, and again, we 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 had a limited time with him. We kind of wanted to get to the meat with without going too much into the gravy. But yeah. uh, I I wanted to ask him because he, in the show he keeps saying he feels things, he senses things, he gets mental pictures. Uh, one of them, he felt a scratch on his hand. You know, there are all these things that he's talking about experiencing to the camera. Yeah, and he mentioned having that near death experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they are more sensitive to this type of stuff after something like that. Right. I, I I just wanted to know if he maybe considered himself a medium or if he considered himself just sensitive to it. Because um, he did mention they had a medium coming with him. So I'm I'm and and on the yeah, show, is he just someone like you said. Like is he more just like I'm susceptible, is it, yeah. susceptible to it? Uh, right. Or is yeah. It, or or is he yeah. Uh, that's that's interesting. It's, it's it, it, real hard to say, right? Yeah, be interesting to hear the uh, distinction. Well, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't have a ton of time with him. We had a, a limited time, and uh, that time ran out very quickly, as, as it is one to do. So, yeah, but it was very kind of him to to talk with us. And yep, I like I said, it's hard because he does come across uh, as an intelligent man. He thinks about the stuff. I 
I would like to see a little bit more of that skepticism he was he was talking to us about in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, again, I've only seen a, a, a small handful, so I can't judge anything uh, about the show itself. If you get if you guys out there like these paranormal ghost hunting shows, this will be right uh, right up your alley. Yeah, go ahead and check it out. It's well filmed, well done, well researched. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing, um, you know, and it's <laughs> not like crazy over the top like they make them. Right. You know? Yeah, right. It's not one of those things where jumps go, oh, God, oh, Jesus is coming right for us, you know, and and stuff like that. It's more of a, yeah. um, we're going to go in here and we're going to actually look into what's going on, or at least they seem like they're 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 trying to, and that's great. That's yeah, great. no, that's the, I, I do appreciate that, and it was very interesting and telling, I think, yeah. because he brought that up. He said, you know, we don't have the red tape, we don't have the... Uh, somebody saying we need we need to amp this up before the break. Or I thought whatever. that was interesting. He goes, "There's no more of a this needs to be scarier. Go go make this." Scarier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, Isn't I it? don't like that. That's an interesting thing he said. You know, like obviously, but that's, that's a thing. A you know that that's something I think as viewers we always have to to keep in the back of our minds. Some of this stuff, not all of it, but some of it is there for production value and is kind of amped up and. Um, I think he, I think this show does that a lot less than the mainstream ones do. Right. They have to have it to an extent because it's entertainment. It can't just be, you know, I don't know, man. Did you, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Who's going to watch? Although, although they did have finding Bigfoot for what? Eight or nine seasons (laughs) and never found him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, trying to find Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still trying to find Bigfoot. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what you and I should do. Maybe we should be like, we haven't found anything yet, but we're looking. Right. Uh, <laughs> this week we're trying Season three. to find whores. <laughs> 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 this week I'm trying to find. Uh, your homework, Nation, uh, outside of trying to find Bigfoot, what are your shows? Like I was saying, do you, any of you guys do this on your own and you, you've you had experiences? Or what are the shows that you like watching outside of, and especially uh, Death Walker or Ghost Adventures or anything like that? Let us know. You can let us know by going to Facebook, looking up Hysteria Nation. Let us know in there. Tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. Of course, you can go on our Patreon, get all these episodes up all night. Uh, radio dramas, Mad Blur series, tons of stuff on there for free. Uh, all the episodes uh, are on there without ads so that's very nice and you can leave us a voicemail 773-669-7277 again 773-669-7277 we're about overdue for another uh voicemail episode so we'll have one of those yeah, coming yeah. Up in the the near future and i would say if you guys have any stories to share yeah that'd be a perfect thing let's collect them. tell us your ghost story call yeah. in 773-669-7277 or go to hysteria51.com Click on the microphone and tell us your story. Super. And if you have any uh, news stories you want us to discuss, I mean, it even popped up in this conversation with all the stuff getting shot down. Weird (laughs) at Hysteria51.com. W-E-I-R-D at Hysteria51. Uh, Tell us what uh, news articles you'd like us to discuss. And unfortunately, I hate to say this, all Hysteria 51 balloon rides are suspended until further notice. So (laughs) It's not us, man. It's the FCC. (laughs) FAA. Sorry. It's both of them. They're conspiring. (laughs) Yeah, the the government. Let's just say the government. The government's making us do it. Yeah, man. You're killing my balloon business, man. FCC, FAA, everything. 
the uh, MTV. closed the airspace yeah. over <laughs> CNN. Anyway, thanks for coming on the ride with us, and we're going to see you next time on Hysteria 51. Bye now. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.